Panama has become the newest location for Raleigh Durham International Airport, and many people we hope will take advantage of that coming up this summer. And Steve Rao joins us here in studio. And Steve, we have a special guest on the line. Yes, we do, Jeff. We have with us the CEO of RDU Airport, Michael Landguth, with us today to talk about, once again, another exciting international announcement. I was there at the press conference where they announced Copa Airlines, a new international gateway, um, flying to Panama City. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit about Panama City flight. And uh, Jeff and I and everyone here at PTF is very excited about all these international flights. Uh, I think this is like the fourth one in maybe a couple months. So uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, we've had a really incredible run. I mean, just I'll give you a quick little snapshot of 2023 and then we'll kind of get into COPA. But in 2023, we added four new airlines. 25 new nonstop destinations and 49 flights just in 2023. And that pace doesn't seem to let off into 2024. So just since January 1 of 2024, added another new airline, Copa Airlines, going to Panama City, Panama, uh, five new uh, nonstop destinations and 12 additional flights. So it just continues to grow. As the community grows, we continue to grow. Yeah, that's as great. You're seeing as we, I'm sorry, Steve, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting as we kind of watch news feeds and everybody was trying to predict where we were going. We were going to wind up going. I don't know that anybody really looked and said, "Hey, Panama City was on their uh, kind of their watch list." But I will tell you that you know, as we've developed our air service recruiting strategy, there's really been kind of two major regions we've tried to focus in on. You know, part of it is trying to figure out how we get better connectivity into that India market, uh, and part of that stepstone is that nonstop service by Lufthansa providing better connectivity and having multiple transatlantic service. Hopefully, get into that. You know. Indian population, which is a growing population, which provides an opportunity from a travel and tourism standpoint, but also economic development. The other large region where we're seeing kind of population growth, especially here in the United States, is the Hispanic community. Uh, And if you look into Panama City, they provide, Copa Airlines out of Panama City provides great connectivity, not only into Central America, but also South America as well. One fun fact that maybe our listeners may not even recognize that in our market itself, RDU is in the top in terms of number of unserved uh, U.S. markets in Latin America. So we kind of bobble back and forth between number one and number two in terms of uh, ranking for being unserved with nonstop service into that region itself. And, uh, you know, listeners may not be aware that we have about 270 people a day on average going back and forth from Central America and South America. So it made a lot of sense to us that we needed to focus on that region, provide connectivity, because we see that continuing to grow as demand grows uh, here in the United States and also in Central and South America. Yeah, I know you and I have worked together on some of the stuff with India because of that huge market. So the Lufthansa flight was a big win. We've had the Paris flight, which you know took a lot more people to that part of the world. Uh, Air Mexico, right, was another one. Uh, let me ask you this, and I know Jeff wants to chime too many here. What's involved in, you know, could you explain to our listening audience of what's involved in bringing an international flight? I mean, it takes investment, stakeholders to come to the table. I mean, how do we put the package together working with the RDU team to sell? Because it is very competitive from what I gather from you over the years. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times people will call me or send me an email and say, but I like a flight too. And then they name their particular destination they'd like to go to. And, you know, for the airport, uh, I wish it was that easy, but it's really not. First, you have to understand your demand. So where do our customers actually want to fly to? And are there enough customers? 
customers, it would warrant nonstop service. So if you're flying domestically, you know, that could range anywhere between 50 people a day, maybe, I don't know, 75 people a day. When you start talking about long-haul flying, transatlantic, trans-Pacific type flying, you need to be up there in the 100 to 200 range of passengers daily each way to fill a very large airplane because that transatlantic service sits on a 250-seat aircraft is what's going to be flying back and forth. The first thing is you have to have the demand. Uh, then once you have the demand, you've got to market that. You've got to go sit down with a carrier that you think potentially could serve that particular market and understand a little bit about the airlines and how they work. Airlines don't all fly to your particular destination. Sometimes they have what they call a fortress hub. So Lufthansa's got Frankfurt, you know, uh, Air France has got Paris, and London has got, uh, you know, American Airlines. So those fortress hub is what the airlines do to carry you beyond some of these other destinations. So that's not your final point. That's how the carriers want to try to kind of uh, uh, carry you uh, kind of across there. So you have to understand the airlines network. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, the airlines are looking to ask the airport to figure out how you can uh, be part of the risk that they will put into play to provide the service. So, for example, transatlantic service for one year of service, probably the uh, at-risk uh, capital for an airline is somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 175 million dollars. So they look to the airport for things like fee waivers, marketing support for up to two years as a way to mitigate some of the risks that they've got. Because again, they can introduce the market, right? A service uh, by Lufthansa, they have no guarantee that anybody's going to actually fly that. So they have to be pretty confident themselves. And we've got to be pretty confident that we think we've got the market to support that. And then, of course, the airlines are also looking for some sort of support from the local businesses. Typically, this comes in the form of what we call a revenue guarantee. Um, and if you think about it, a lot of times, you know, we've raised about a million dollars for some of these flights internationally. Uh, and if you look at that in comparison to $175 million, it's a drop in the bucket. But what it does, it sends a very clear message to that airline that there are companies here that have skin in the game and are committed and want that service to be successful. And those companies will help promote that service as well as being leaders in our community. And so they're looking for that support. Airlines are looking for support from the community. They're looking for support from the actual airport, and they're looking for support from businesses. And it's those three things that have to all come together at the exact same time when I'm competing with airports from literally around the world for that limited resource, which is that airplane that's got limited flight time. Wow. Thinking about um, you know, the, uh, you know, all of the work it takes to get uh, you know, to the international flight, so we congratulate your team. How does the future look now? And obviously, we've recovered from the pandemic. Uh, continue to just reach out to these other areas of the world. I mean, I think we're, I mean, I'm a competitive guy. And of course, you know, being an elected official and a radio host in Wake County, I always want to bring as much as I can to RDU Airport. So uh, not that it's a race, but it looks like we are, we are winning. I mean, we're, we're scoring touchdowns. This is great. Yeah, I think we're doing really well. I mean, we've got a very good team at RDU. Uh, people work very hard, not only from an air service recruitment standpoint, but, but making sure that we can provide our customers a world-class airport experience. And so, you know, uh, had a record year last year, very strong this year. I think we are growing together. We are growing together with our community. Our com community continues to grow and needs additional nonstop service and connections around the world. Uh, what we will continue to do is monitor those trends as we start to see needs for additional connectivity on a worldwide basis. We'll try to figure out how we can kind of bring that home and make that successful. And we're constantly in contact with airlines uh, looking at opportunities for coming into the market. Yep, absolutely. Do you have any questions, Jeff? 
I know that there are many things planned here after you added so much in 2023. I know you can't show your hand here, but what other areas is already you looking to improve and expand as we move forward with this young year? Well, if you talk about expansion, I think about expansion. I think about my physical infrastructure. And so, you know, RDU has developed uh, what we call a Vision 2040. It's an airport master plan. And it really serves as our roadmap for how the airport's going to grow to accommodate more travelers and more aircraft in our facility. Uh, and it's really going to touch just about every single corner of our airport, from our roads, additional parking, ground transportation options, expanding our terminals, adding more gates. But probably the most critical thing that we did in 2023 is we had a groundbreaking for building our new runway. And that is one of our top projects that we've actually got. We're pretty excited. We've got a record decision from the Federal Aviation Administration, which clears the way for the construction of that particular runway. So really for us, the expansion not only includes recruitment for airlines, but also means expanding the infrastructure to meet long-term growth for our community. Again, growing together with our community. Yeah, and uh, when will that airport be done? I mean, the runway expansion. You know, that's a great question. Uh, what it looks like, there, there's, it's really kind of two components. So if you think of the first runway that you're on, the current runway, we will convert that into what we call a taxiway. Think of a taxiway as a driveway that gets to the roadway. The roadway is your runway. We'll build the runway first. That'll take us about four years. And the conclusion of that, the old runway will be converted into a taxiway, which will take us about another two years. So we'll be in construction on that airfield for a minimum of about six years to get all that infrastructure in place. Fantastic. I mean, this is really great news. I mean, we really enjoy it. We want to have you back. There's so much to talk about. Uh, you know, I'll be actually there tomorrow morning going to Miami. So I'll be thinking about you when I'm in the airport. We, we appreciate the service. <laughs> and this comes across with the fact that um, RDU had a record amount of visitors in 2023. How much do you think the improvements have helped add on to uh, help with that milestone? Or do you just think it was a fact that people were ready to get back to regular life after the pandemic? Because it's been a, a slow return back to regular life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If you look at uh, the pandemic, when we were in the pandemic in 2020, we lost 96% of our customers. To lose 96% of your customers and by 2023 to have a record number of 14.5 million customers come through the airport, that is a pretty rapid return. Again, I'm going to point to a lot of my economic development partners in the local community have done a phenomenal job in terms of recruiting businesses uh, to the local region. But this is always uh, also a great place to live. And a lot of our elected officials have made great decisions in terms of education and roads and infrastructure and those types of things that cause people want to live here. And we're attracting people to want to live here because of the good jobs, but also because of the quality of life. So again, we're a barometer of what's going on in our local community. This is a great place to live and people want to be here. And we have a diverse population that wants to travel all over the world. And so our goal is to make sure we've got the infrastructure there in time support the growth and we can provide you the connectivity for non-stop flights. It's Thank one, you, Michael Ingram. It's wonderful to know that too and I know that uh, when we talked to our friend Stephanie Hawko she's already uh, enthusiastic about some of the changes that have been made and it's wonderful to hear so many things going on, Steve. I just want to thank you for all of your hard work. Uh, it was great to be there at the COPA announcement and looking forward to uh, being at your airport tomorrow morning and uh, continue to use the, the services. I, I, I love going to the airport, so thank you. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate that but also a big, big shout out to Team RDU. Uh, we couldn't do it without all the employees that uh, show up day in and day out. They do a phenomenal job for the citizens of this region. Fantastic. Thank Absolutely. you, Michael Langer. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you being so patient. You're welcome, Jeff. Thank you. You guys Thank have a great weekend. You too. You too.